assuming he take another three years to do engineering work, for example, I'm sure the experience is not going to be now. Hi, you're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. Welcome back. Today I am joined by a very nice and lovely Singaporean lady in front of me. We met in a social event. It's called a Startup Weekend. I think this is a program that is held in many different countries also. So one of you might probably know. We get to talk and find each other interesting, and we decided to sit down and talk more. In this episode, I want to explore more about mentoring, and you know, for us, it is. Mostly relevant in this current generation, where as millennials we think that we are the best, we got our shit together. But obviously we're not. We're still very young, and we needed some advices from people who have done it in the past. And that's why this guest of ours will be the best person, not the best, but she's a very qualified person to do this uh, because she herself has been doing a lot of mentoring over the past years, and she also has her own mentor. And that's why I want to explore this dynamic relationship between mentors and mentees. Yeah, before we get down to the topics, let's get to know our guest better. So, Lily, how are you? Tell us what you do here. Hi, Andres. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, very exciting podcast. You know, as I mentioned to you, you know, um, I have been working with the youth and the young. You know, and uh, I'm really glad to have an opportunity to share more and uh, talk a little bit more depth. You know, about what I've been uh, learning and doing on mentoring over the last few years. <laughs> right. So you've been in Shanghai or in China for how many years? Okay, I'm from Singapore. I came to Shanghai in 2011, May. To be specific, you know, um, I started working for a company in talent acquisition. So uh, then, I mean, I have been doing work with people for the last 20 years. Yeah. So over the last nine years in China, I basically work uh, with um, talent acquisitions and talent developments and how we develop people, including the youth, you know, in China here. Right. So you're someone who is already so much experience with people uh, dealing with individuals. There are a lot more people who have more intensive knowledge than me. I never <laughs> claim myself to be the expert in this area, yeah. but we have been working well, good enough time with a corporate uh, executive, and then especially to over the last two three years, I've been working more with the youth, lah. I would say, yeah. Let me just dive right on because I want to extract as much knowledge as I can from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome. Okay. If you're talking about mentoring, what are we looking at here? What is mentoring? Okay, there's many perspective. How I would share what I understand or what how I comprehend mentoring. Mentoring is actually a very intensive relationship within the two person, uh, whereby one person are able to share their knowledge acquired, experience knowledge acquired over the years, uh, with another person. However, there's one very important thing that I I always emphasize is there's no hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. Or there's no string attached to the relationship. It's purely about uh, sharing the knowledge, resources that the other person needs and wants, and then help that person to grow. Sometimes people does have blind spots. When you have your blind spots, you probably can't see it. And only when you start talking to another person and you share the true thing about the inner self, 
that person will might be able to hear the area where you can actually unearth your own potentials in some way. So to me, mentoring is really a relationship between two person. Really, no agenda, just sharing, and then hopefully the the relationship can grow into one that there is a mutual benefits to both. I see, but how is this different to like an advisor or a consultant? Sorry, a counselor, or yeah, any of those jobs. Okay, so um, there are many like advisor. You know, there could be paid advisor, counselor could be a paid counselors. You know, and for counselors, typically they come and share the intensive knowledge of what they have. They are providing informations, uh, so that you can actually. Think and comprehend what you need, right? So, but for a mentor, typically they go beyond just one single subject matters. Probably they will know your personality a lot more, you know, and then they will actually uh, hear from you. I like to put it that you know you go to counselor with an objective, right. but when you go to a mentor, typically they could be your sounding boards. You know, where you actually let go some frustrations. You know, you may not get an answer from them. But at least they are there to hear you, and if they have the answers, mentors are very willing to share their answers to you. If they doesn't have it, they will be able to give you, recommend you some resources, you know, or even friends, you know, or something that can help you go by. So technically, I would say uh, mentors has a longer, more intensive relationship. Right. So if you got it right. Right. So. A counselor is just a one-time thing. If I have a problem, I'll go to this counselor for counsels. But a mentor is like you keep fostering this relationship, and so every time you have a problem, at least you have a second opinion, a second person to give you their thoughts, at least from the hindsight, right? Right. I think mentors can be more personal. Right. Uh, that's how I feel. Like counselor, if you go to those relationship counselors, for example, the counsel about your marriage, you know, or counsel about your relationship or something, they will actually share on that context, right? But for mentors, you know, w- what we we normally encourage is mentors be a listener, a good listeners, share your experience, but do not enforce the person follow your experience, you know, and so. I see. And also want to emphasize on a word that you said before: the no strings attached, right? So you can basically share whatever you want to this person without ever carrying the implication to your social life or yeah, yeah. To the other aspects of it. Mentors, uh, I mean, there are also paid mentors, right? right. Uh, paid mentors are probably more for the senior executive, corporates, mm-hmm. and all. So, but when I say uh, no string attached mentors, are mainly for the youth. You know, for the youth today, I would encourage a youth to. Uh, look for someone who you can relate to, and that person who can uh, share their his knowledge. You know, of course, it's something that you really look out for. Those are the people that will be willing to share their knowledge and experience without any financials commitment. You know, exchanges. You know, those corporates they are always paid mentors and paid coaches, so they are very different. They definitely have some financial interest as well, but they are paid to do their jobs. You know, I see, uh, I see. and how is it different with coaches? Because like nowadays, if you go to Instagram pages, you can find like I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach. Like, yes. how is it different than from a mentor? I mean, there's a technical difference between a coach and a mentors, right? Coach typically there is a process, you know, whereby as a coaches we want to unearth your talent, your potentials. We listen to where's your ups and your down, and then we use leading questions, you know, to encourage you to think beyond your current status. People used to set their own limits. 
right? right? So what coaches does is always to listen to the underlying things. Hopefully, through our listening skills, encourage you and give you a different perspective so that you will actually、uh, move a notch up. But for mentoring, basically, you look for mentors that have specific skills to cover things that you need. Oh, I see. Right. So, for example, I I want to build a business in Japan. I will look for someone who have an experience in Japan, or actually, who have started a business in Japan, so that they will mentor me. About what are the things that I need to do, need to overcome, what kind of pitfall I will see. Sometimes I will hear from them their experience, so that I try to avoid going into the same pitfall. So that's what mentors do. They actually have something that I need as well. But when I engage a coach, the strength about the coach is that they are able to constantly ask me questions, constantly spike my brains, you know, so that I can think freely and openly. So it's a For the coaches, their role is to、uh, make me walk up on my comfort zone. I see. But for the mentoring, it's like showing me how things can be done.、Mm. It may not be how I will do it, but at least I know that、uh, this is someone who have experienced it before. They can share their experience、mm. with me. I hear it. I digest it. I learn it. You know, I could use it. It could be part adopting. Or full adoptions, you know, or even no adoptions. But mentors will be able to share with me all the leads. I see. I might have the wrong perspective then, because I've I've always thought that coaches are the ones with the technical expertise, whereas mentor is the coaches that you mentioned. They're just there to hear you out. Yeah, it's quite different, you know, in terms of their mindsets, you know, when it comes to engagement. But the way we do things might. Be quite the same because we will always say that you know when you are mentoring or you are coaching, you will try not to force your mentor or your your mentee or your coachee to、yeah. follow your star. We likely to encourage a solution focused questioning star. What is your dream? What do you like? What is your best? You know, and how what you need to do to get to there. Yeah. Right. The coaches will actually show you and leading you this way. So again, the highlight is on being as neutral as possible from an objective POV, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So when we talk about this whole relationship between a mentor and a mentee, how is this relevant for us? Like for you know, you said every young professional, every youngster should, if possible, to find their own mentor. What will be the biggest benefit that we can get out of this relationship? Okay, there's no limits to the number of mentor you can have. Oh, okay, sure. Right? Yeah, it's not that you find one mentor because it's just like if you have like just now the one that I mentioned, I want to go Japan. I look for the person who can mentor me if I want to build a business in Japan. Say that I want to go into Vietnam. I will look for another mentor that will give me leads and information and how、mm. to get to、uh, mm. Vietnam. Right. So mentoring is about there are certain things that. The other person have that you really need and you want, so it could be a lifetime experience. It could be a very specific experience,、mm-hmm. right? So then that's where mentor is all about, lah. Now this again my own perspective. I think in the olden times, ah,、uh, we are given a lot of times to learn things, experience things by ourselves.、Mm-hmm. But with the new generations, ah,、uh, you are actually not given a lot of time, right? Because everything is happening so fast around you. You must experience it, ah.、Uh, then you have that feeling, right? But the truth is that if if you want to experience everything, ah,、uh, you probably take ten years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, am I supposed to do a business in Japan or am I supposed to do a business in Vietnam? You know.、Right. So, but there are people already done it already. I see. Right. So it's either you experience yourself, do it yourself, or you hear from people. 
what we are saying is that as the world gets bigger and smaller at the same time, you need to gain experience through a lot of dialogue sessions. Sure. So by getting mentors, uh, you are actually learning uh, their 20, 30 years of experience uh, by having a conversation. Yeah, and I really like the idea because it also shows your humility to acknowledge that there's somebody out there that can give you good advices, can give you very good technical knowledge right about yeah. a certain subject topic. And you know, my podcast title is Love Life, so at least you need to mend it, right? One for love, one for life. Yes, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> I think you know, if you have got a chance to speak to your parents or any of your uncles, aunties, seniors, you'll know that they'll probably take five, ten years from an engineer to a manager, probably another fifteen years to be a director. But today, if you look at the friends around you, maybe at a very young age, they are already in a directorial level. Mm. Right. Of course, I, I'm talking about the content about you really needs to live up to that stage. You know? So sure. how are you going to acquire that knowledge that people use 15 years to acquire? Mm. You need to learn. You need to start talking and you need to start asking questions. So that's what mentoring is about. You must ask questions to gain knowledge. I see. I agree. So mentoring can be a shortcut for us millennials to extract value from our elderlies, mm. those who have done it right. Mm. Mm. And so we can apply that to whatever we are doing and gain a competitive edge over our peers. Yes, correct. Right, but mm. that being said, do you think a lot of millennials nowadays are doing some mentoring? No. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. don't have myself. Yeah. China, at least. You see, I think this is again the world of I don't know what I don't know. I see. Right, so I don't think a lot of people know that what are the things or how to engage with your mentors you know so this is something that we need to learn and this is also something that I learned along the way that mentoring is something very I would say more well received in the western world mm-hmm. Bill Gates said he have coaches even Job Steve says that he have coaches you know, Absolutely. he have mentors, uh, Elon Musk and all these big people, they all have. But when you start talking to the Chinese uh, or the Asians, I would say, uh, especially the more senior generation, they probably say, huh? <laughs> you know? So this is actually a new age thing. Uh. So it is important, you know, as I mentioned, uh, it actually share the knowledge. So, But then a lot of people don't know how to engage with the mentors. Like recently, I just had a conversation with one of my mentees, which I actually introduced them to another set of mentors because they are actually doing entrepreneur. But they felt very uncomfortable about sharing. You know, and then they are not sure because you know Asian we typically are very shy. We think that hey, we talk to someone like that, you know, will that person be uncomfortable? Will that person be unhappy? You know, with my questioning and all. I want to encourage that you know, if let's say there's a mentor says that I'm willing to mentor you, just go out the way and ask whatever questions. If they are the one that really truly thinks that they want to be out here to help you know and to be a pro bono mentors uh, mm-hmm. then it is really in your hand to ask you know and honestly you have nothing to lose right the uh, fact that they're stranger means that you don't need to care whether they will be judgmental of what you have to say right exactly exactly so this is the thing that where each of us when we are at our own world or with people that we know we have our own ego mm-hmm. we have our own pride so certain times we don't ask certain questions because we don't want people to make assumptions of us, mm-hmm. right? So by talking to the mentors, uh, sometimes you know you can be more free. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you think this is also part of our trend in this generation, you know, to just show our highlights of our life, you know, like, you know, with the social media, we just want to post whatever, it's good, right? So sometimes 
it's hard for us to open up and be vulnerable to a person. We just don't want, like you said, you don't want our ego to be crushed when we mm. expose ourselves or our weakness. This is not an issue about just the millennials. It's actually a human nature. I see. You know that you know you prefer to show things that is nice and technically not many people will open up and say that I feel you know I feel ten times in order to get one correct. You know they mm. they don't share their failures but they share their their successes more. I mean sometimes you talk about betting. You know oh this person win you know the bet and then win a lot, money, then a lot of money then what he does he go and buy everybody dinner right. Yeah, but then how many times he lost, we won't know, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is the fact about life that people tends to feel a lot more reserved about what mm. they feel that it will speaks not well about them. That's why the right mentors ah uh, will actually be able to encourage this out of the person. So we hope through mentorings we can hear more true true voices, right. you know. And then help the person. Yeah, having yeah. some unfiltered conversation. Yes, correct. Of course, the comfort zone, the chemistry is definitely super important, lah. Right. Uh, it's not easy to find a right mentor, mm-hmm. but then if let's say there's someone who's willing to be your mentor, it's already a very good first step. Right. So I want to encourage that you know if you have someone who is willing to be your mentor, just share with that person. You know, really, there's no string attached. You know, if you like it, you just continue. You don't like it, then you just say sorry. I mean, I yeah. don't think you yeah, know. I, I got chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, I think you all should feel very lucky in the sense that I mean, I've been doing OSG for the last two three years. You know, I have many professionals who comes to me and says that, hey, I like to spend time with the youth. You know, on a pro bono basis, you know, just to talk to them, you know, and and see what we can share. You know, not that they wanted to force their idea on you, but to hear and then see how they can help and support. So, uh, is this mindset something that you have always had from the start, or this is something that you found along the way? And if that is the case, then what made you? What triggered your decision? You mean mine or uh, most your, of the professionals? Your yeah. mindset of finding a mentor, is this something that you already have during your 20s, let's say? You already knew right from the get-go that I need someone to counsel, to advise uh, me and stuff. When I was young, I do have a mentor. My mentor gave me some uh, some blunt advice, you know, and some great advice as well. And I really have to thank him as well, you know, because uh, when I was young, I was a lot, a lot more naughtier than what I am today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so my mentor came to me and says that hey maybe perhaps you should spend some time studying you know I mean in the early days in the nineties and all uh, education is super important right mm-hmm. so he came to me and says that look Lily you you got to go and you know study go and do your bachelor you know I know that you are doing well but go and do a bachelor you know so actually I I was a dropout you know <laughs> then oh. I had went back to the universities and I complete my educations and all so and it actually brought you back to the yes correct huh? correct. Yeah, so I'm very grateful that the mentor came in on the right time, you know, to give me that kind of advice, right? So I would say that in the olden time, mentoring is not like a hot topics, but today, you know, with the millenniums all coming in, and then the 60s, 70s, and the 80s, especially the 70s, after spending 20 years in the corporate life, they are actually very ready to share their experience over the last 20 years with the younger one. This is the same as myself, you know. I've benefited from my mentor. If I hadn't have someone spoke to me, then perhaps I will have a very very different life. So then that's why trigger us, you know. That say that hey, maybe it's also about time that we can we have gathered enough knowledge and experience that we think 
we can manage our hearing, you know, and we can really through hearing we can understand you a little bit more, you know, and then help you and encourage you uh, to unleash your potentials. Uh. Yeah, I feel like we as millennials are now equipped with a lot of knowledge, a lot of facilities to upgrade ourselves. But at the same time, we are bewildered by the sheer amount of resources out there. And I think this this is where a role of a mentor would be beneficial for us. They could give us some direction where to walk. Sure, right? sure. Actually, there's something that I like to share. Also, there's actually a difference between knowledge and awareness. I see. Okay. So what you are saying is that yes, you are given a lot of knowledge. Oh, knowledge. Okay. Yeah, because you just need to go Google. I mean, there's a lot of learning in the internet, and in fact, it is vast knowledge inside there. Mm-hmm. Right. My son can actually learn how to do something over YouTube. You know, they, right. you don't have to go to classes and all. However, there is this thing about awareness. That means aware. What is your strength? What is your weakness? What are the things you liked? And what are the things you don't like, right? Mm. So in our language, is that if you enjoy something, we call this enjoyment paradox. Mm. If you enjoy something, you will do well. If you do well in it, you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it, right? Yeah. Then you, if you enjoy it, you do well. People will like it. Yeah. If people like it, they praise you. What will happen? Enjoy it. You enjoy it further, right? So you only getting the post uh positive spiral. Nice. However. Not many people are aware what is their strength mm. and what is their potentials, right? So this awareness is the key. Once you're aware already, then you know how to develop yourself by acquiring the right knowledge. But I just want to come back a little bit on mm. the part where you said a lot of people at your age mm-hmm. <laughs> are so much willing to share their experience. What would be their motivation for that? Like, especially when we're talking about pro bono here, they almost less likely to get something new, right? From the millennials, or is it something? Is it purely from a personal fulfillment perspective that they're doing that? Or mm. I, I suppose you know the Maslow, the Maslow hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hierarchy. So you're at yeah. the top of the triangle now. <laughs> <laughs> we are not there, but we are actually actualization. Yeah. You know, because once you move up from uh, needs, yeah, you know, to wants, yeah. you know, and uh, so now we are more at a stage of a uh, social needs. You know, social needs comes both ways. You no, know, we need that social thing that we feel that our experience can support and helps the youth. You know, to see something that they don't see, why not? Right. This are actually I would say is social contribution, social drive, social mo- motivations. Ah, lots come to me not because they want to make money out of it. You know, it's just as if they felt that hey, I've already gained so much already. I've done so much, and I'm at a comfort zone in my life. I don't need money. However, if there's millennials uh, or youth uh, that are willing to listen and to know more, why not? So this is a really a demand and supply thing. Uh. Mm. So I see more supply now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just suddenly remember my former principal statement. You know, one of the most important thing for her now at her age is to leave legacy. So I think that's also that can also be a motivation for the mentors, right? They, they want to leave. A part of themselves, a knowledge that they've accumulated throughout their life, to and imparted to the younger. Well, if, if I can coach uh, someone and then eventually become like Masakabros, you know, <laughs> coach someone <laughs> and become a, you know, then that become my legacy. But then, of course, you know, I I don't think this should be something that we have in mind that we say we want to coach someone to so that we can leave a legacy. At least for myself, I speak for myself. Ah, huh? I, I just wanted to do it because I want to do it, hmm. right? 
because I think living legacy is just a dream. After all, I die already. I don't care who talk about me already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the concept of mentoring itself, but if we take another step downward, um, what typical feedback do you give to your mentees when they ask questions? Like, let's say if they're lost. How would you try to instigate them or to redirect them to the correct path? Actually, there's no such thing called correct path or wrong path, lah. It's actually more of the path that they want, you know. Nice. Because we can say that, hey, for example, uh, I have a youth that enjoy dancing, you know, and musical and all, but the parents is not supportive of this, right? Mm-hmm. So then at the end of the day, it's like. I'm not a dancer, so I can't give her the thing that I say. Oh, being a dancer, you will definitely get a great life, you know, mm-hmm. accounting. But this is something she enjoy and do. So then, it is really the path that she wants. Then, if she really wants that path, we as a mentor is really to confirm that is this really what you want, or is just only a temporary passion. Sometimes it can be a temporary passion, right? So then, as a mentor, you know, based on what kind of resources I have, I will. I mean, so happen that I know some Tianzi Thai people, so I recommend her to go and you know do some audition and all this kind of thing. And she's happy, and then she she got a decent pay. And then the parents say, "Hey, okay, you got a decent pay. Yeah, I support your plan so far." You know, but they still think that this is not a lifelong career. Right, but at least she's happy then. So we don't go into like what is right and what is wrong. I mean, for example, if you are talking about livelihood, probably dancing. How long can you dance? Maybe you can dance till you are thirty. But after you are thirty, it's really depend on stroke of luck. You can become so famous that you become a judge, you know, or something like Jing Xing and all this kind of thing. But not everybody have that path, right? Mm. There will be thousands of dancers, but only one Jing Xing. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, really yeah, facilitating the problem and providing the solution, right? Uh, we don't provide solutions. We just want them to own the solutions. Okay. Yeah. She has to really want it. Then we just find resources to help her, you know, realize some of her dreams. Ah. Okay. So in that sense, when somebody asks, you don't technically provide an answer, but you try to re-stimulate them by asking more questions. That's what you're saying. Yes. Correct. 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 We make sure that they they really think it through. The thinking process could be like, is this really what you really want? You know. So this come back to the part about career consultations. We do career con- uh, transitions and also for youth career consultations, right? So first of all, you have to know yourself, know where your strength, what is it that you like and you enjoy. You know, just like I mentioned about enjoyment theory. So once you define what you enjoy already, then you define what are the kind of work, the kind of career, or job that you. Really needed to to look for in order to get that satisfaction, sure. right? So this is the part that we always focus on to understand what is it that will get the best out of you. It's only when you're doing things that you really enjoy doing, then you'll do well, right? Mm-hmm. Then when again when you do well, people will like it. Yeah. You'll do so well that nobody will say you are not good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just read about uh, Liu Huan. Liu Huan is a very famous singer, right? He music his life, hmm. right? So he he found music and then he just gets so much passion in it that he just accumulate his knowledge along the way until he becomes so popular today. Hmm. Right. What so if he this, know? yeah. So that's why you need to first get this awareness. If the the youth or the per, your mentee doesn't know or your coachee doesn't know his strength, so this is where we come in to help okay. to know. 
your strength, your awareness, uh, be aware of your passion, where is your real interest. Today, I would say that the millenniums are very spoiled for choices. Right. So last time we all very simple. We just work in a company. If you are join the HR, then you are just a HR. Simple one job. HR do it all. You know. But today you know you join about HR. There is a HR operation. There are HR talent acquisition. HR development. Yeah. yeah. So many HR business partner and all kind of things. So what does all this mean? So this you are given a lot of choice, which also means that you need to choose very early, right? Yeah. That can be very confusing. Yeah. So when you doesn't even know what basic HR is about, and then you need to choose whether you want talent development or talent acquisition or or talent operations, you know, or what. That's the tough part, right? So this is where you know we are at coaches and mentors. We will actually give you more insight. So for example, I would say, okay, if you like to do HR and you enjoy talking a lot, probably you you enjoy looking at people talking a lot, a lot about people. Probably you should go into talent acquisition because talent acquisition talk a lot. But you enjoy HR, but you are very data analytical people, you know, or you you like to, you're very good at maths, you know, and you're very meticulous, for example. Then I would say, please go to do C and B, compensation and benefits, payroll, you know, whereby the detailness in that person is very necessary. So today, job is no longer a simple HR one word. You know, it's really very dice into very fine line, knowing which fine line suits you best. And you can actually perform best. That is the most important thing. I see, I yeah. See. And yeah, just based on the mentees that you've had previously, what is your general observation on the way they respond to your feedback? So, like when they come to you with a problem and you try to stimulate a solution by asking questions, right? What do you think happened to them? Do they like receive it positively, or do you think there's a general tendency for? Young millennials to be quite unwilling to receive this kind of support. I think there's some. Of course, they would think that say though there are many many problem statements they comes up with lah. You know, so usually at this uh, during this COVID situation, it's always like say, huh, should I continue my study? Should I go to work? You know, but you know the job market is tough. You know, what are the career opportunity I I have? Do I have the skills? You know, how to highlight my skills or myself so that I can get the job. These are the typical cases, uh, coaching and mentoring that we are facing now. I would say is that most of them they come with a purpose. Ah, uh, they are more receptive because they know that they like to hear something, right? So, uh, we don't give them a solutions. Basically, we talk to them about what they have in mind, what they want, what is their choices, you know, and we give them choices to select. So this is our engagement. We don't say that. Hey, I think I've been talking to you for a while. I think you are very good at this. I think you should just apply for this job. You know, this is not our approach. You know, we are providing you the thinking tools. You know, to think what is the best solution for yourself. Right. So what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, our encouragement is that you own the solutions. You make the decision that this is your route. We help you to get there. So in that sense, if You as a mentor think that this mentee is choosing the quote-unquote wrong decision. What will you do? Like, let's say, based on your observation, maybe he's better doing some business in Japan, but still, after back-to-back discussion, he still chose to go to Vietnam. Would you just still be very neutral and okay? So if you go to Vietnam, then I will try to provide you or to facilitate you with the information or resources to do so. Yeah, yeah. We will not say so. Huh? Since you don't listen to me, 
then that's it. You know, no, no, this is not what we do. We typically like say like just now the the example of Japan and Vietnam is a little bit drastic lah. So let's say like a particular Three mentee five. that I have. Okay. So we were. Talking about because he's an engineer, so you know after after looking at it, they say, hey, uh, because this person is very vibrant, so so he's very good communicator. Actually, maybe he can be a pre-sales, you know, at the sales because he enjoy talking and meeting up with people at all. I mean, these are after a couple of sessions, we think that hey, he also enjoy it, right? But ultimately, because his Parents to say that hey, no 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 I think you better you know since you are engineers you know you acquired like four years engineering degree you should go just go and work in a factory and acquire your technical knowledge first that was the parents suggestions to him mm-hmm. and then he feel that yeah okay it's reasonable that he think that he should also manage his own core competencies in engineering skill first so we don't say that hey no you are not listening to me you know so okay I don't care about you anymore or something like that. we just say there's no wrong road it's just that you are taking probably a little bit longer road okay but there's nothing wrong with going into the engineering field first for him because I told him that you are actually acquiring your technical knowledge but maybe you know after three years then you come and decided on the sales journey you may be a lot more successful. I'm not saying that you have to do this or you have to do that. It's just that when you're doing that, you maintain some connections with people because you enjoy that. So then you will enjoy your work much better. That's all. So at the end of the day, even if you make the wrong choice, what's most important is that this mentor will stay with you throughout your failures or successes. Well, if if he continue to connect with me, you know, I would definitely be connected to him. Right. Again, we don't want to use the word uh, making the wrong choice or he fail or whatever. Every route you choose is an experience. Right. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's just that you need to make the best out of your experience. Enjoy so if he have experienced, assuming he take another three years to do engineering work, for example, I'm sure the experience is not going to be now. It's not going to be zero. right? It's just that how you leverage on that experience uh, to springboard further. You don't, probably don't get your enjoyment as much as what I think you will enjoy if you become a pre-sales engineer, you know, yeah. something like that. Lah. But were you ever afraid that you will give the, again, quote-unquote, wrong counsel? Like, you try your best, obviously, to guide this person, try to put this on the right mindset, but what if what you said was received wrongly and in the end he made some you know wrong, wrong decision misinformed decision can I say that I'm trying to be very selective with my language here <laughs> no, I know what I mean um, I mean when I was first started this I was pretty concerned you know whether do yeah. I actually there are many young uh, mentors as well uh. so we do have this concerns that sometimes you know the yeah. the least experienced one huh, will come and say that hey you, you you do this I tell you you have to trust me this is the best for you. I mean, there are people who, who have this kind of um, approach, right? Correct. When I first started doing mentoring, I do have this thing that say, oh, I don't want to give the wrong directions and all. But I think what is most important, as I mentioned earlier, is that we are not supposed to give you solutions. We're supposed to listen to what you need. We facilitate you to gain knowledge about what you need so that you can make the right decisions. But once you make your decisions already, uh, we help you push it through. Mm. You know, we don't stop you. We don't give up on you because at the end of the day, we want you to own your own life. You know, right. I'm only giving you my thoughts 
my suggestions. Yeah. You know, in fact, we don't give suggestions. Like we we kind of like whatever you need, we provide you that. Yeah, I'm just thinking because you have such an influence on over this individual that sometimes you can't help but to feel you know this imposter syndrome, right? You're trying to act smart, look smart, but in the end. Yeah, you begin to doubt yourself. Do Correct. Do you have the credibility to give this person some advice? Yeah, I think sometimes there's some disappointment lah. But this is something that we as mentor need to deal with it. You see, so sometimes I do encounter this whereby, for example, you know, there's this great guys, you know, through the the whole mentoring sessions and all. That person probably also feel that, you know, he should do this. But at the end of the day, because of certain blah 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 things ah, that he did not do what. We think that you know is is best for him, right? So we shouldn't be like saying, "Oh, since you're not doing what I'm doing, then yeah, you better go and find your own ways or something like that." There are always sometimes certain disappointment, but again, they are leading their own life, so we supposed to facilitate. We don't want to change them. Yeah. So in that sense, is it better for us to consider mentoring other people when we are already more experienced, or like say? At least a certain age, thirty above. Because nowadays, I feel like, as I said, I saw a lot of Instagram accounts. They're just like twenty four, twenty three, but they already claim that they're life coaches, business coaches. I mean, sometimes I just question where mm. they gain that technical knowledge and experience. <laughs> It's a yes and no answer, lah. Depending on what they are trying to coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, because coaches have a very wide expertise. So, for example, life coaches. If you are too young, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. However, again, depending on what you want to coach, huh? Because I do know of one life coaches. She's a millennium herself, but she's just trying to coach people on millennium's thinking. Okay. That's fine. You no, know, because he's just not going to teach. Ah, oh, I've experienced managing old managers. I've experienced it. She's just sharing, like, say, oh, as a millennium, you may have problem with your parents, right?、Mm. Okay, as a millennium, we should do this. We do this in the kind of thing. So it's a millennium thinking life coaches. I think that's fine because I can't tell a millennium how you handle your parents, you know, because I don't think like you. There are some like that, but if let's say the they are trying to coach a person about how to be an entrepreneur or how to become a successful professional manager, then that is a big question, sir. That's for mentoring, right?、Mm-hmm. But for coaching, ah,、uh, again, coaching is a skills about listening and questioning. You don't have to be forty or fifty years old to be a good coach. If you have the right personality, whereby you are patient enough to listen, you are quick enough to grasp what is the ups and down、mm-hmm. of your coachee, and you are able to ask right questions so that your coachee can think and then springboard from there. I think you are a good coach. But do you think it's important for the coach himself or herself to experience the dirt <laughs> before starting to give advice to other people? If you meet someone at forty years old who have never left their country, can that person coach a person about international business?、Mm. If there is a person who has since young been traveling to different countries, they know more about different countries than the forty forty years old person, right?、Mm. So it. Doesn't mean that you need to be so at certain age to be a good coach. You need to have the right thing for the right mentees or the right coachee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No strict rules, I would say.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've learned a lot today、uh, about the importance of having a mentor, how impactful it can be to our life, 
and especially hearing it from you as a professional coach, right? And also, you also have some mentors and mentees. Do you, also, mm. do you still uh, connect with your mentor uh, in Shanghai? Or? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And yeah, normally the engagement is between uh, the early part is probably a little bit more intensive. Right, but later part probably is once a month. You know, you know some kind of updates like say, oh, what have you been doing? You know, like yeah. yesterday I just spoke to a couple of my mentees and you know, say, what have you been doing? You know, they say, oh yeah, you know what? I've decided to go back to schools, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is also good. I say, yeah, well, it's good because you know if you're going to force yourself to make certain career decision, it may be the wrong decisions because today the market, career market, is not as uh, well received as before, lah. Yeah, just curious, you know, like as you progress through the years, I would assume that now you are less worried about your career, but what you will be discussing with your mentors are more about relationships. Am I right? Relationships, like what? I mean, like just in general terms, like how do you deal with people around you, or how do you deal professional with your relationship? Yes, yeah, professional like relationship. Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that now you already pretty much figure out what you want to do with your career, right? So you don't need that that kind of guidance that much from your mentor. For me, yeah. I my mentor become my friend already. Yeah, stories. Yeah, correct. So it's like a long time friends already. Maybe yeah. For me, it's like it's not about how high a corporate ladder I am in, you know, or what I've achieved, but it's about what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Right. So what I'm doing on mentoring and coaching today are very much actually most of my cases are all pro bono basis. I took up a lot more youth uh, talking about their career and all. So it's more of an enjoyment rather than you know I enjoy and I feel fulfillment lah. Mm. Yeah, and just going back to your very very early statement is that you want to have a soundboard whereby you can just share freely and as open as you can be as for free, that person uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. without any emotion burden. Sometimes we call it the emotional ties because sometimes you even you talk to your friends, you some or, or your parents or wherever you actually hold on to some emotions. Ah, yeah. so when you talk to your mentors, really engage one will be like listen to you without any kind of like judgment on me. Yeah. 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 Lily, thank you very much for this session. I feel I feel like right now I need to find a mentor as soon as possible. <laughs> I had one in Indo, but yeah, I think for over one and a half years now. I I might want to find myself a mentor. Yeah. You can be mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk sure. about this after the recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I do tell people this, like you know, to find a girlfriend is not easy. Uh. Okay. Uh, you can find many girlfriends to get married, only okay. once. <laughs> Correct. So find mentors is the same thing. So that's why quite common to have a number of mentors. And probably when you are talking about lifelong relationship with the mentors, probably only with one or two. Yeah. So uh, you start out with several, but then as you talk to them, and then you might decide on just like one long. Yeah, yeah. Because moment. eventually you you need something from the mentors, you know, need, need some knowledge, learning, you know, kind of thing. But then times fly. Sometimes you just goes apart, you know, the kind of thing. Yeah, okay. it does happen. Yeah. All right, Lily. Thank you so much for sharing. Sure, you're very much welcome. Yeah, your knowledge that has been very insightful, and I also do hope that the listeners at home will be inspired to find their own mentor. If maybe they want to contact you, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, do you I'm do happy. online mentoring? Yes, yes, I do. I'm doing right, the right. Zoom with many now. Sure. Yeah. So, 
if you like what she said, then I will maybe leave some credentials uh, down in the description below. You, you can contact her if you find you want someone to uh, some additional friend to listen to your stories. And obviously, you can also reach me out over Instagram and other platforms. So yeah, thank you for the listeners uh, listening. I appreciate you. And as always, I hope you have a good day. Have a good weekend and an even better one ahead. For now, let's say bye-bye to Lily. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.